0: All right, everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Honest Offense. Today I am honored to be joined for the first time in my new studio by Dez Jones. Des is a Greek god. I forced him to put a shirt on so he wouldn't embarrass me. He is a trainer here in Indianapolis. Des thanks so much for joining me, buddy. Oh, uh, thanks for having me, man. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm pumped. I mean, pumped. You know, I'm I mean pumped. since I met you, I've been
1: excited to just meet up again, but in this way, in this light.
0: Yeah, well, exactly. Well, that's really. that's the cool thing about podcasting is that you can, you know, you might meet someone in a certain scenario. But you don't really get to know someone until you say, hey, let's sit down in front of microphones and just talk. Right. And it, for it's a weird thing because you would think like, oh, we're recording. I'm I'm not uh, going to be comfortable opening up. But you're kind of just forced to do it because yeah. like, well, I got to say something. So if you ask me a question, I got to kind of answer it. So that's – I kind of like trapping people here because I, <laughs> I, I get to force them into answering the questions I have for them. Exactly. And, and they don't have any way out. Oh, so I'll, I actually lock that door. Trap me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Feel free. I'm a – let it all out.
0: So let's, you know, I always like to start these podcasts. I, I feel like it's it's a, a therapy scenario because I always ask people about how they grew up and that sort of thing. It just, that always fascinates me. So tell me, are you from Indy originally? Yep, from Indianapolis.
1: Went to Briarpool High School. Um, my mom raised four men on her own. Wow. I say four men because yeah. we were men. And uh, it's kind of great just because, you know, we learned a lot by having a single parent mom and being able to grind on our own. And so for me, as the oldest, I learned a lot how how to you know what I mean control and be a be the big man in the home basically yeah um, having to take care of things sometimes even bills in terms of that when I was working and started working um, so it developed me into even stronger individual as I grew up yeah um, I actually love the fact now of course now you love it like <laughs> of course <laughs> this is what it made me be of course at the time you like man I'm trying to buy this yeah I'm trying to buy this I can't buy that oh I gotta take care of bills yeah so but the thing is. I became who I became because of that grind, yeah. and now I respect it more for my mom for doing that of as course. well. So, yeah, man. Uh, so that was the startup. Yeah. How
0: um, did she? How did she do that? Like, was she working at the same time you guys were growing up? Well, like, how did she pull that off?
1: She was doing both. She was working. Yeah. She was work. She was working late at times too. Um, so we would be at my grandmother's and things like yeah. that. So it was definitely one of those things where you get to see hard work at its best, um, yeah. which also helped me become who I am as well. Which we can get to that too. Yeah. But seeing someone. Bust their butt, you know. I mean, that's I want to use the words, but you can use yeah, the words, any words, ass. yeah, but yeah. Go for it. That's just the best way to say it, bust yeah. their ass. Yeah, and um, become that particular, you know, what I mean, strong yeah. point in the home, which helped me become that same thing. But also wanting to transfer that into some other energies, put my energy in ways of where I'm not breaking my neck, and so which is yeah. why we're here today. Yeah, in my position.
0: So, oh, that's all. So, yeah. were you like? Did you feel like, did you kind of have to play a father role for your brothers? Were you, were you kind of the guy who was in charge or were you just kind of being a kid and they were you're all learning on your own?
1: Well, I would say no, because uh, honestly, my brothers are the right under me. Yeah. They're really close to me in age, not really close, about two years apart. And then the youngest one is about six years apart. But with them, we kind of already had like this strong mindset already. Yeah. Um, they probably... They'll probably admit it now. Um, they did look up to me. It was if I was to drink, if I was to smoke right now, they'll probably be doing the same thing. Right. But I didn't get into anything, to yeah. be honest with you. And so as you see them grow now, they don't really get into that at all as well as grown adults, grown men.
0: Was that an active mindset? Were you like, I got I got three guys looking up to me, I got to be smart? Or were you just, you just weren't into that stuff? It
1: was it was literally the weirdest thing ever. Because if I explain, I explain it to people just like this, like, it was almost a disciplinary thing to have as a young kid. It yeah. was really odd. And so I was very, we were going to church a lot. And so going to church a lot, you felt like God's always watching you. Yeah. And so what happened was basically I wanted to do the right thing all the time. Um, and then it was one of those things where I had this anger. I had a little anger when I was younger. Sure. And so, you know, I wanted to get out of situations that we grew up in. And so with that, it was times where I tried to control my emotions. So it would be smallest, like we had a, like my family had a candy store slash restaurant. So I would go there, get candy or whatever, but then I would leave out. Let's say I'm in a bad mood. I leave out with a can of pop or soda or whatever, whatever word you want to use. And I drink it. But at that time, I'm walking outside. So there's no trash can. So if I'm upset, there's a time for I can be like, all right, let's just throw this on the floor, yep. ground, outdoors because there's no trash can. And I'm upset. Who cares? But then it's the control factor of like, let's wait till I get a trash can. Yeah. Though I'm upset at that particular time and I'm angry. It's a control of the emotion to wait till I get a trash can. I was doing that as a child. And I realized like this, as I got older, I was like, man, that translates to now. I still do the same thing. And people's like, why don't you drink? Why don't you smoke? It's like nothing against people that smoke or drink. I just have this disciplinary thing for me. It helps me become better for what I want to do. You know, and what I want to transpire to be.
0: It's that that old saying is how you do anything is how you do everything. So something as little as I'm going to wait to throw my gum away. It seems like a dumb little thing. But it does, like you said, it does translate. It's like you just get into the habit of I'm going to control my actions and my thoughts. And I'm going to wait. And I'm going to have that little bit of discipline to just wait to throw my gum away. And that will translate. And that is, you know, when it comes to drinking and smoking. Yeah, again, it's like, yeah, nothing wrong with it. But there is something to being like, I'm going to have this discipline of not doing it. Even if, you know, you just take a month off just to see like, hey, can I do this? You know, and and can I have that discipline? And can I have that control over, over my body and my actions? And that can, that can... It just gives you a confidence that like okay I know I can do this. So now I can do this other hard thing that I'm trying to do. That's oh, so true. Like, so was that so again like does that was that your mom or your grandma like putting that into you or was that just naturally who you were? Like I it feels like as a kid it's so hard to be thinking like that unless it's someone forcing it on you but maybe you just naturally had that discipline or just that thought of like I want to be disciplined.
1: Yeah, it was kind of one of those things where again, like if you can put a little religion in it I guess, but um, when I did something wrong, I kid you not, it was like one of those things where you know how people say karma or things yeah. like that. You do something wrong, the reaction is going to be this. Yep. I felt when I did something wrong, it was like it yeah. was immediate, and I was just like, "Dude, you can't do, you can't do anything." Right? Like, yeah. just, and I'm not saying from like my mom. I'm meaning like, yeah. there's a response like, "Oh, you did something wrong." Right.
0: It's going to be God, or it's going to be right. Was, right. It was
1: just odd as a kid. But then as I got older, of course, that a lot of that changed. Yeah. Um, in terms of like how I identified it, but it was this, one of those things where it was just like straight and narrow. Yeah. Um, but of course I had to die that down a little bit, yeah. um, to become who I am now. But at that time it was so like, you yeah. know, but it, it even translated to my grades to get a scholarship academically and all those things. But for a while it was like, you gotta live, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, but to an extent it helped me become who I am. Yeah. But a lot of that had to be transformed into other things.
0: And that that's so much, it takes so much self understanding to be able to say, Hey, I've got these certain types of habits that I do and they're good to an extent, but I've got to be able to tune them down a little bit. Like, I feel like I'm just learning that, you know, it took me until I was 30 years old to be like, Oh, here's the things that I'm doing wrong and he, and that I need to change. But to be able to do that as a kid is just, yeah. it's incredible. And I think you are right that religion plays a role in it. And that's, it's weird because a lot of people our age now don't have any religion and, you lose something even just even if you you don't necessarily take the words of the bible literally but just to have that that thing over you to say hey there is someone watching me making sure i'm doing right and wrong like even just to have that in your head as a kid to structure, be like yeah. that structure of like you know it's not just me in this world there is there is something else that's watching over me and and you know there is a right and a wrong that i need to know and so i think even even if you know even if you're not a believer like taking your kids to church and just giving them that structure of just saying, "Hey, look, there there is a right and wrong in this world. There is good and there's evil, yeah. and you got to choose. When you're 10 years old, you got to choose: Am I going to do good? or Am I going to do evil?
1: And that's the thing, though. Even if you're not religious, yeah, maybe you're thinking of it in terms of you know, pull your mic up a little bit. You're like talking about in terms of how the evolution or yeah. like how um, like being positive and it coming back to you. Yeah, um, for some reason I'm drawing a blank, but basically. Doing a thing, speaking positive, yeah, and bringing it back to you, yeah. If you're being thinking outside of religion, it's the same thing, yeah. Um, and so I looked at it the same way. If I'm thinking negative, then my stress was going to come, yeah. Um, and I had that earlier. I didn't understand it, yeah. But after I realized, no matter how this situation is, be positive, yeah. Be positive, like yeah. That, and it comes back to you. So now, after reading books, after looking at so many videos, now I'm like, oh, law of attraction. Yeah, that's what that's called. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. now I live by that. Yeah. Um. To the fullest, to where if I'm writing every single night, it's the same thing. I'm doing the same thing when I write um, yeah. journal before I lay my head down, pray before I lay my head down. It's the same thing. But you don't have to be religion to do that. It's just positive thoughts. Yeah.
0: So you, you said, so you were a good student in school, you didn't get into trouble. You're the, opposite of me. College. You're the opposite of me, basically. Okay. Okay. So so tell me about... So you got a scholarship to college. Where'd you go to college? Went to IU Bloomington. Okay. And Best time of my w- life. Okay. Wait, were you playing sports for them?
1: Actually, no. Did I you play sports in school? I played sports high all through from seven years old, Okay. football, basketball. So high school, ran track and played football. Played my freshman year of basketball, but stopped, but then just strictly track and football. Yeah. Loved it. Complete athlete in terms of speed and agility. Um, I loved it. I mean, I love com- competing uh, I was tiny, yeah, tiny as hell freshman year. I mean, by sophomore year, I, I don't.
0: If you say, if you say, oh, man. I was a nerd, I was some nerd. I'm gonna walk out. of the I, room. I don't believe that you're some scrawny oh, oh, little nerd. Let me to go there. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's go there. Okay. I don't believe that for a so, second. So
1: I was that student in AP classes. Okay. Um, and I played all the sports. Yeah. And this is what this is who I am still today. And who you met me, this is yeah. who I am. So basically, I was that guy that was around everybody that plays sports. But I also was in a classroom for the people that were considered nerds. Yeah. Or boheads or uh, what do you goths. call them? Yeah, goths. Yeah, the goths or um, uh, hippies. Oh, the hippies. I became okay. they my best friends. But uh, in terms of like smoking, of course. Sure. But- became I became that person to bring people together. Yeah. And there was like this person where they- people couldn't be. It's like, you have to be in this clique. And I was like, I'm not going to be in it. Right. You had to be part of us and not going to be out of it. How about I be here and bring you all together? Yeah. And so I would go to these parties with the athletes and all my boys and stuff. And they would get shut down, maybe fights. Somebody pull out a gun, things like that. And then I was just like, dude, this is terrible. I had this great intuition when it was time to leave. It was time to leave. I yeah. just knew something was wrong. But then I started going to my parties with people in my classroom, and those were much similar to college parties. And so I introduced my friends from school, like from like not school, but from like the athletics yeah, and right. things. And it was like, hey, let's come in here. Come here. Check this yeah, out. It's no more chill. It was like, bro, the women, like uh, it's chill. We got, they got counters outside, bonfires. Yeah. And these guys were just like, dude, thank you for introducing me to this. This is where it's at. Right. And so I realized early on, I was like, I'm that guy that people can't be in terms of, yeah. I am myself no matter what. Yeah. You can't force me to do anything. You either take it or leave it. And yeah. people loved it because it was the person. They knew I was dead all the time. And they respected that. And still to this day, I don't care to be anything else but me. Yeah. And people either accept it. Either it's a man or a woman or a girl I'm dating or anybody.
0: They have to accept it or it's not for me. Yeah. That's just what it is. That, and that's something I've learned too is like, yeah, you've got to just accept who you are and – not everyone's gonna like you, and that's fine. But it's more—it's more likely that people are gonna like you if you're yourself than if you're trying to be something else, because everyone can see through that. So you might as well be who you are. And it's funny you said—you know—once you introduced your your athletic friends to these other parties where there are actually women there, it's like the women do like they—they they calm the guys down. You know, when too many guys hang around, that's when the guns come out. That's mm-hmm. when the fights start, because it's just you just—it's a big dick competition, just right. guy versus guy. You need some women mixed into those parties, and then right. it's like, oh, all right, all right. I got. It. They don't want to see me get in fights. They, let's let's have a conversation yeah. here. And, and it's funny how they do. They tell, especially when you're a high school college age, like you you got you need someone to kind of bring you down a little bit because you got all that testosterone pumping yeah. through you. Especially when you're playing sports, it's just like every you're just trying to one up the other guy. Especially if you're a smaller guy and you're just like, all right, now I, I got to like stand up for myself mm-hmm. here. It, it's funny how just just a couple girls to the party and yes. it'll, it'll kind of calm things always, down a little <laughs> so tell me about college so you said college you started getting into some trouble well man did so, you know you wanted to go to iu was oh, that was yeah. that number well, one on your list when you're in high i was school?
1: looking at iu i was looking at out of state yeah. i was looking at a other places but when i got in there i knew it was it um i heard a lot of good things about it in terms of being able to just let loose it was i wanted to just get away anyway yeah. kind of a little distance I wanted that challenge to just be on my own. Anyway, I told myself I can do it on my own. It's like, okay, we're about to find out. Right. So, I wanted that. And so, when I went there, I knew I was this person that fit in with certain crowds, and I knew I was going to find that there. Yeah. And that's when I found some of my best friends there, um, and still to this day, like some of my good friends, and that literally molded me who I am today. I wouldn't say trouble. I would say I got into some. I think it was mostly just people drinking and yeah. like saying it's, things, and I literally would be like, "Bro, it's it's fine, it's fine." Right. <laughs> I to know it's getting you benefited out people, dude. It's cool. i "Sorry, right. you yeah, spilled yeah, on yeah. my, you spilled on me." Okay, it's cool. Right. Fine. Of course, it better be fine. I'm like, uh, now, on. now you're now you're like, starting
0: something, uh, right? Right. It's cool. I'm,
1: it's fine. Right. Right. But that was the only time. So to see things like okay, that, and okay. I just be like, "Come on." Bro.
0: Just, just college guys being college guys. You know, yeah. just drinking and people. Are, you can tell when someone's looking for a shit. Yeah. yeah they're, this, they're waiting. They're waiting for them to spill their drink on someone and for that guy to get pissed yeah. off. So that now they can start some and shit. And I
1: look like this super nice guy, which yeah. I am. Yeah. I am. But it's like if that if that switch turns on yeah. from like past experiences, yeah. things like that, it's just like rage. Yeah. And I'm just I don't like to do that ever. Did know?
0: did you ever Feel because I use only a couple hours from Indy. You know, do you ever feel like you were kind of pulled back by any of the the stuff that was going on back here, or you, you kind of had good relationships back here anyway? So were you were things kind of good between guys from home, guys from college? Were you going back and forth at all? Honestly, it or did was, you just say I wanted to be away? I, I'm staying here, was, even though even though it's not that far. It's I'm I'm in my own world now, and that's it. I
1: honestly think it was. Depending on who's looking at it, yeah. it probably was bad in terms of some people here that I like literally lost touch with yeah. for like years, and I literally just indulged in just those people yeah. that I became that became my family yeah. to be honest with you. And um, when I came back home once in the blue moon, it was just like, "Oh, I see them here and there," but it just. A lot of it was lost. Yeah, And that's,
0: I think that's normal for most, you know, you're, you're looking to start your own life when you're in college. You want to separate from who you were as a, as a child. So you say, I'm an adult now. I'm I'm starting my new life. I think that's, that's pretty normal. Yes. Were you like, when did you start like really getting jacked? Like, was that, was that high school? Was that college? Like, when were you, when were you saying, I'm, I'm going to be this muscular guy that you see in front of you?
1: We literally, I literally just had this conversation (laughs) with some high school guys that were older than me. Yeah. And so one of them actually really one of the top cops here in the city. And he was just like, we had to do like an a, a engagement, speaking engagement for some kids. And he was like, Des, man, I'm so proud of you. He said, you know, when I came back after my senior year graduating, it was your sophomore year, man. And I was like, who's this dude? And they was like, that's Des. And it was like, no, nah, nah. it ain't Des, bro. In yeah. one year. I mean, I came in my freshman year. And I was barely 100 pounds. Wow. 5'3". Freshman year 100. of college.
0: High school. Oh, high school. High school. High okay. school. Okay. And I was barely
1: 100 pounds. Wow. And I was super fast. I mean, when I broke, like, against the defense, like, the starting defense, they had me the little tiny scout right. running back. Right. If I broke, I was gone. But yeah. when I got hit, I It flew. hurt, yeah. I mean, I, but I keep getting up. It was like, yeah. dude, this guy has more heart than anyone. Yeah. How does he keep getting up? Yeah. But I was like, no matter how fast I am, if I'm this small, they're not replaying me. Yeah. I lived every single day and by sophomore year it was a whole different person wow and i clicked in that same thing still today and i learned a lot then and as i learned more and more as a trainer it's i find out so many ways you can tap into a mental to where you really can push your body beyond what many people think you can yeah and i was just like man like you know like yeah and so um, I've, I, I mean, I grew into more confidence then, yep. but in it, and like even I, it, it's different levels of it, and so I actually had less confidence as an adult, and I changed that as well. That grew, I mean, recently as a business owner as well too, and so it continues to grow. Yeah. And today, like I never would have thought I would be the person I am now, because yeah. I was this quiet, just staying humble, yeah. and like, oh, you're good at this. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Now
0: I'm like, yeah. I'm taking it, yeah. I, yeah. I'm well, that. that's, I, that's the thing that people don't realize. When you start working out or just doing anything physical, it can change your entire mental outlook on, on everything. It's not just the fact that, oh, I'm, I'm lifting weights. Oh, I'm getting jacked. Oh, now I look good at the beach. No, it, it really can change your entire outlook on what you're capable of doing and, and your willingness to go out and, and do something. And yes. it's just a matter of, like you said, that discipline of just getting in the gym and doing it. But was there – so was there a particular moment that you said, all right, I got to put some muscle on. I got to start in the gym. Or was it just – were you just thinking, hey, if, if I want to keep playing, I'm going to have to do this? And you just kind of used that discipline that you've been developing since you were a kid to just say, I'm hitting the gym every day, and that's that's that.
1: I think it was a mixture of things. Yeah. Um, definitely football was one of the biggest ones. So like I need to play. I need to get big. The other one was literally like I love this. I became like this person yeah. where – I felt like I wasn't one of those to like go out and like try to be, look at me. I yeah. wasn't loud. I was just like, I'm staying my own lane. When I started lifting, everybody stood around. Yeah. And it was just like, dude, this is, this is odd, but yeah. I like it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like people love it. It's like, Des, go over here. Show them what you got. <laughs> and so it was one of those things where it was like, this is my niche. Yeah. But I didn't tap into that right away after college. I mean, but if, if I would have tapped it in then and recognized it for that. Yeah. Who knows, like at 35 right now. Right. I mean, I get it later, but which is now guess how God works. He wants you yeah. to wait because things come together, I'd be which ready. now we have all these things like public speaking coming up. And so I can't really I'm not upset about it. Yeah. because um, I learned so many things with working at other jobs. But that was literally one of those things where it just it excited me to see like how I could grow so quickly, the confidence I had that grew, the people that saw these talents that I had physically. Yeah. Um, and then also seeing and people always say, That's genetics. But I did see when I went hard, it did look a little different than right. others. Right, um, right. So um i right. do know
0: that well right and that's i mean but that's just the way it is it's like i always wanted to play in the nba i wasn't ever going to play in the nba once i saw everyone else hit their growth spurt i was like okay this isn't my sport so there is there's obviously genetic component to everything but people like to just kind of brush it off oh it's genetics it's like okay mm-hmm. maybe you can't look like des maybe i'm never gonna look like des but i can look like a better version of what i am and why isn't that good enough it, i think that's just a it's an excuse people like to use so just that they out. can so they can say all right I, i'm never gonna look like Des. so why should i even try
1: i mean i would be honest like to be to be real, I've worked with trainers, yeah, one on one. I've sent trainers that's moved out of town plans directly, and they literally be like, "Bruh, this is nuts!" Like they say, "You do this?" I said, "Yeah." And so I recognize it's like maybe yeah. it's not, maybe it's just me going super. Which I know part of most of it is yeah. that go super hard. Yeah. I mean, like like seriously, I don't look into it. It's like I think a lot of people just look at it. Oh, you post a workout, you do this. When you're doing chess and you do this many reps and then you're done and you do the next. No. Like what can I reach towards Yeah, that's ridiculous and how can I start passing yeah. once I start doing it? Like I, like that's how I look at it. Yeah. It's just like destroy the muscle fiber. Yeah, like, How can I destroy the muscle fiber? Because if I beat it up, beat it up, it has no choice but the grow. Yeah.
0: And that's – I mean I've talked to people who are successful in, in sports. People who are successful in business. Whatever it is, it's all that same mindset of like – I go, think about how hard you can go and then think beyond that because that's what I do. And and again, it, it, people can say, oh, you know, you have this, you have that. And it's like, no, I just do things that you're not willing to do. And that's really what it is. Like, exactly. if you think you work out hard, really sit and think to yourself, do I actually work out as hard as I possibly can? Right. Because if if you're not, if you're not sitting there honest with yourself saying, Man, you know what? I actually could I actually could tone it up a little bit here. Oh, I actually, you know, I did take a day off last week because so I just wasn't feeling it. Oh, you know, I, I kind of I went down on weights when I really could have gone up, but I was just a little tired. Like there's there's all those little excuses that every little micro excuses that you can make every single day, but they add up. And the people who are super successful in anything in, in working out in business in in whatever it is, they don't take those little micro excuses. Oh, they no. say I'm when I'm at that gym. I'm going hard mm-hmm. when, when I'm doing working on my business, I'm going hard and I'm putting in 14 hour days. And I mean, 14 hour days. I don't mean I'm doing some work and checking Instagram. It means I'm, I'm doing my job. I'm trying to make money yeah. when I'm at the gym. Same thing. I'm not sitting there on my phone, checking Instagram. I've seen you work out and I've seen a lot of other people work out. Des isn't sitting there on his phone between every single rep, you know, checking Instagram and doing likes. He's working hard. He comes in with a plan and that, it motivates me to be like, all right, I got to take this a little more seriously. Yeah. But but that's
1: really what it I is. I do think a lot of it has to do with, which I've talked to a lot of successful people, not just trainers. I mean, I even listen to a lot of different podcasts, people, successful people. Every single person I've talked to, they always say when they're in their zone, when they're in the lab, whatever they're doing, yep. they tap into like pain. Yep. And what that pain is, is like where they don't want to go back again. And it's just like, well, if it's up to me, then I got to go above and beyond i get past that and so when it got to that point where i saw the momentum in my business go it was like there is no excuse but yourself at this point yeah like Mm -hmm. there's like literally if this does not work you failed yeah this nobody else like you completely could have gave all you got but you didn't you didn't give everything you got you didn't you didn't miss sleep you didn't if you had a chance to like stay up longer and you didn't. That's your fault. Yep. Every single thing. I think about that. And sometimes I'm too I would say I'm hard on myself, but I feel like to get to break that seal at this moment, I have to completely just go nuts. Yeah. Like I, I have to.
0: Well, and and it's again, there's everyone has excuses. It's so easy for you to say, it would be so easy for you to say, ah, I, you know, I had a single mom, I grew up in the city, like, all right, you know, there's there, everything's against me right now. I'm so okay, glad you, you just went there. Right you could say that'd be real easy. And most people be like, yeah, you're right. You, you did have a lot going against you, but that's not going to help you. You know, you have to say, here's my situation. Here's what I can do to get better. And that's what I'm going to do rather than sit here and, and complain about the situation I'm in. Okay. Maybe I'm not Mark Zuckerberg. You know, maybe I didn't grow up with a silver spoon in my right. mouth, but I can be in a better situation than I'm at right now through my own work. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, that's the, all you can do.
1: It's so true. Cause you said like the upbringing, you can yeah. use that really yeah. easy. And so I'm luckily, it's in the weirdest way. I think that's like, again, that's, I think, I think things are molded this way. I worked at the mm-hmm. school as a district behavioral consultant. I worked at the school for seven years. And so I worked with kids with behaviors. I went from school to school. I'm monitoring certain students, giving teachers plans on how to better work with this particular kid. That's a problem in the classroom. But when I was at the high school level, it was amazing because I recognized that particular thing. It was automatically, I'm not going to be anything because my dad's in prison yeah. and things like that. So it's an easy way to cop out, but it was my duty as the person in that building to be like, bruh, no, like seriously, you have to understand, like that's an easy way out, Yeah. but there's nothing going to come easy to you, yeah. period. So you're going to have to eliminate all that. Whoever's telling you that, Just stay away from them. I know some family, you as a child, you got to be around them. But unfortunately, a lot of family members do feed that to children. And so that's why I'm like, luckily, now I'm actually in a place to where I can give back to kids and be like, dude, like, I want to show you more. Because a lot of kids, this is what you see every single day. You don't know to go transpire to more or aspire to more if this is all you see every day. How are you going to go for that if you don't know what that is? Yeah. So, exposing these kids to more, explaining to them more, explaining them like, hey, we're very much the same. Like, yeah. But this is what I did. Yeah. So, that's, I think that's just the thing. So, just recognizing, like, dude, just let's leave that. Like, let's leave that yeah. reason, that excuse. Like, I get it. It is an excuse, but you either use it or you can just be like, I don't care. Like, yeah. I, I want more.
0: How do how do kids respond to that? Because I feel like that's gotta light such a fire. If it were me, and I, I just had people all around me saying you're not gonna make it, you know, you're, you know, your life sucks, the world's against you, everything's against you, and then to have someone come in and be like, mm, no, no, man, you actually can put yourself in a better situation by taking control of your life. Like, does that light a fire in them? Do you see that in them? I do sometimes. I have seen it. Yeah. So
1: they have to know that you can relate. Right. I feel like with some, like they, it had to be, tra- they have to feel like it's transparent. Yeah, And so when I've been able to tell them like, Hey, this, this, and this, like I grew up here and things like that. But not only that, I love them up. Like, I mean, when I came in the school, when I talked to these students, I showed them a lot of love Yeah, and like sometimes teachers would give up on them quick. And I get it. Like they're getting on your nerves yeah. like every day, It don't matter how you much you get on my nerves, bro. Like I, I care about you. And so like literally there'll be times where, and I mean, rough kids they're like about to fight or they even try to walk up on me and so then you know i was like hey bro listen there's no cameras in here so if you really want this and i walk it's like i yeah. can kick your ass yeah like you don't want that yeah right and so but the thing is though, i would buck on them like cause it's, i'm a grown man yeah. and i will break your face yeah but at well, the they same need that. time yeah at the same time like they would literally yeah be upset the next particular day we would meet. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? <laughs> Hug them up, and it's like, it's like, dude, it's over, man. I love yeah. you. Like, like yeah. When they see that, it's like, dude. And also, they see me as this nice guy all the time. Yeah. So when I do buck up, mm-hmm. yep. it's just like Sticks. I must have really messed up. Yeah. Cause Dez just got upset. Yeah. But then I also forget. Like, there's a new day. Like, yep. that was in the past, and they have to recognize. Like, dude, you got to let kids know. Like, you can start all over today. Like, stop holding on to that. It is another chance for you to be great. And that's that's kind of what I keep. That's I think that's why they let fire. Yeah. Some kids was they would be they would leave the behavioral system, and be like, hey, Mr. Jones, can I come by and hang out? <laughs> whatever. I was like, nah, you, can't, you ain't in here no more. But I can meet up with you, whatever. Right. And so, um, and that's why I think I was almost waiting my way to be an administrator, but I was like, I think I surpassed this now. Yeah. And it, it, it'd been great, but there was a ceiling still being an administrator, sure. even being. A, I mean, what I want to do that there's a ceiling there and I want to be able to reach, reach, you know? Yeah. And so I love that. Yeah. When well, it's
0: cause so many of these kids, you know, they, they grew up without that. They don't have that male figure that can show them love, but tough love. And yes. I think that's, what's so missing from so many kids is like, Hey, if you step out, I love you, but if you step out of line, I will punch your fucking face. In. Right. <laughs> and it's, it's, they, you know, and, and it's probably weird when they first hear that, but then yeah. to look, to do what you do, which is, Hey, t- but tomorrow's you fucked up today. Tomorrow's a new day. Right. Clean slate. I, I still love you. Yes. And I, I, even, I've even i seen that even with kids who do have dads, but who dads who just didn't really understand how mm-hmm. that worked. They either want to kind of be completely hands off and be soft and kind of let the kids do whatever they want to do, or they're just 100% tough, you know, yeah. but to have that balance of, I love you, but I'm going to teach you what happens if you fuck up. Right. And th- so where did you, to, to, for you to not grow up with a dad, like where did you, kind of figure out that balance. I
1: did have an uncle okay, and he was huge. I mean, he was huge in our life. He literally took care. It was a lot of women at that time before all the boys, which are now like the men. It's a lot of us that have all girls. (laughs) So, um, but my uncle kind of held up and like, he held it down big time. He took care of a lot of things in terms of um, his sisters, uh, kids and buying things in terms of things they needed. And so I saw this, I saw a really tough guy. Like in him, yeah. he was tough in the whole neighborhood. He was just the guy, and so I saw that. But I also saw how he was like to his kids, and I saw how he was to his, like the, the kids' moms, and yeah. um, and it was just like, dude, he's like really has a huge heart yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Like I see that. Like I can tell. Yeah. And so there's a balance there, and so I feel like that's like the perfect man. And yeah. so I try to. I'm like to me right now. I'm like the super like romantic. I like do all these things. But when I need to step up and take care of my family and like not disrespect my wife or don't disrespect my kids or things like that, I can take it there. And so I think there has to be a balance because, you know, like there was a point where people can just push you over. and I was just like never, never that
0: again. And it's amazing how having just that one person, all you need is that one person that that you can say, oh, that's what a man is. That's what I need to be like. And and that's all it takes. And it, you know, people don't realize how much a kid soaks in when they see that figure.
1: Yeah. It's huge. I mean, working at the school, I had my daughter's mom. So my daughter and I had my daughter's mom. She had two other kids I raised. At the time when we were, when I was working there, I was working as a coach as well. So they would come to every game, you know what I mean? And things like that. My daughter started growing up, we broke up. Right. And this, people don't understand how big this is. So we broke up. Now I'm still coaching, but my daughter's still coming to the games with me. Okay, And so the kids that I was coaching be like, hey, Mr. Jones, uh, where's your girlfriend at? You know, and so I was like, no, we we're broke up, whatever. Things happen. I explain all that stuff and things like that. But what is the thing they kept seeing? You with the girl. Me with my daughter. Yeah. And that sticks. Yeah. Like that, that situation doesn't happen. What do you still need to do? This is still man. my daughter right yeah. by my side. Yeah. And a lot of kids have to see that because if they see, oh, you broke up, you have no responsibilities now. Right. No, like you did that. Yeah. You take care of that. Yeah. And so I think that stuck with kids all the time. How big is your daughter now? And I'm like, that hit. You know what yeah. I mean? And so, yeah. man, awesome. I, that that I don't There's so many different stories with that, that yeah. I feel like I've reached out, reached kids in different ways. And i just it makes me go nuts. I literally, oh, that's a kid I'm training right now. It's 18. And that I, I can't, I am baptizing him next week. Wow. And he's like, dude, you've changed my life. We've been together for three months of training. And he said, dude, like you've been in you've been in more of a restoration. <laughs> my dad's been in my life, but more than my dad. I yeah. said, three months, man. He said, No, no, I'm serious. Like the ways we've had conversations you, but he's like, Man, can you I would like they can let people people that's been baptized can baptize other people. Right. I would like for you to baptize me. I was like, for real? Like, are you sure? Yeah. He's like, yeah. I Like, seriously. So I was like, Dude.
0: Yeah. There, there's there's a hunger in this world for people like you, for, for these figures of, of men who are responsible and who are willing to teach other men how to be responsible yeah. and be men. There's such a hunger in this world that you can come into someone's life for three months and change their lives because he, young men especially – they, they need that they need that figure in their lives and right. they're, they're willing to go wherever they need to go to find it and it's just i think there's a lack of men who are willing to step up and, and play those roles so that's why i think yeah. doing what you're doing is is huge i yeah. mean the, the, you're seeing the way you're changing people's and I, lives and i
1: think it's i think some of it is not just the lack of men that's willing to play the role but i think some of them are there yeah but not there i mean i think some of it is like that's are really in their kids lives yeah but the attention to detail sometimes can do wonders. Like sometimes they just want you to be like recognized what i got going on. And yeah. it could do a lot for a child. Yeah. And like, man, hey, I noticed that you, You know what I mean? And this and this. And like, so you might want to. And it's just like, man, you saw that? Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I was like that as a kid. It was just like, man. Yeah, just come see you. You see my game, like you know what I mean, or yeah. things like that. It does a lot.
0: Yeah. Well, that's oh, I. That's I mean. I've, I'm just going back to my own memories of being a kid, and I have memories, not even specific memories, but I just remember my dad being there and playing with us, and and I also remember him disciplining me when I got in trouble. Like you do. I mean, I, I can go back to when I was three, four years old and have some of these these memories of these things happening. So this stuff does it sticks with you, you know, from a very early age. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go back to fitness. I want to talk about so when you first started working out in high school. Was there did you have a formal plan that you were you, you were going off of when you started your workouts? Or were you just just lifting, just following the other guys? I had
1: a uh, strength and conditioning coach. Okay. He was an older guy. I think his name was uh Stern. He's a really really different name. I don't know, but it was an older guy. And um he had a we had plans that we had to follow and things like that. But after a while I would just kind of be like free. And it was one of those things where we would just keep adding weight. And then after a while I got stronger and stronger um excuse me but um squat and things like that I wasn't as strong in because I was so big on getting my bench and stuff up and so later on I squatting things like came like my leg strength came up but um it was one of those things where I was just trying to just see how far I could take and how heavy I could go being like 160 hitting 285 to 300 pounds I just felt kind of cool for this little guy I just like that look of that
0: you went from 100 to 160 Oh, yeah. Wow. And, that, and yeah. in
1: the span of like a year, what was what? I would say I probably got to 140, 150s around okay. sophomore year. But I, sure. I mean, I was eating. I was a big eater as a kid. What were you eating? I ate everything. Okay. I mean, I, I, my metabolism was nuts, though. Because yeah. I was always moving. Yeah. But it, it was a point while I was lifting, it must have just kicked in because <laughs> it started bulking up. Yeah. And so by junior and senior year, I was like that 165. So, so like around- I was h- still small, but like it was like, there was no- like there was no like no fat, fat. yeah. It was nuts. Yeah, but, yeah.
0: Where so you weren't by high school? Did you have any kind of diet or any kind of plan? You're just or you're just eating whatever. I was eating. just working out. Yeah, I was yeah. My yeah.
1: mom was cooking some stuff and we was eating it. Like I mean, she was she would throw down too. So uh, my what grandmother really. Oh man. Oh, uh, my grandmother every Sunday would have like Sunday dinners. What would she make? My grandmother. Yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, my favorite was chicken and dressing with cornbread. Yeah, mac and cheese. I ate all that stuff. I mean, it was so, so food. Yeah. Uh, we would eat a lot. And I would eat a lot. I mean, to this <laughs> day, they talk about how I would eat so much. Um, so it was, it was definitely a big deal to yeah, me. Eat. Yeah. And so they knew. And so they would make sure I yeah. was good.
0: Oh, that's stuff. awesome. And yeah. you just kept that up like, through high school, all f- way. through college?
1: College was different.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: College was different because I was broke. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, I worked like two to three jobs at a time while going what to school. What kind of jobs were you doing? I was a bouncer at Kilroy Sports Bar. That's when, that's where it all started in Bloomington. And I became a bar back and making good money there yeah. uh, for a college student. Worked at Panera Bread. Um, I worked at as a stretching conditioning coach. That's when it started at YMCA. Okay. Um, those were the three jobs I for sure remember working on rotation. And um, yeah, it developed a work habit while we're going to school. And I mean, sometimes at the at the bar when we were working, I mean, I would get out late soaking wet. I mean, super late. And then I would go to class 8 or 9 o'clock. Soaking wet, tired. like with sweat from working? like from the water, from doing the dishes, yeah, okay. carrying the ice buckets, carrying the racks of glasses, back and forth, yeah. changing kegs. Yep. Like, you know, it was it was grueling. But right. then you like, you don't want to get up. But <laughs> yeah. you try to get up. Yep. It's like painful. But then my drawer would be like full of like tips, yeah. like stacks, and just like, okay, this is cool, but this isn't it, though. You know, but – yeah. You smart.
0: got to everyone starts somewhere. Right. But yeah, I, I didn't eat a whole lot. Then, OK. Just
1: because it was like I just got it. in my friend. I was busy. Yeah. And then, you know, I was grinding. I was paying bills. I was still paying a little bit. Still, I was still helping out at home a little yeah. bit still, too. Um, but it was great, though. I mean, I think it was good for me mentally to grow in some ways. We still working out just as hard. Not as much as I would. I still had, the physique was not going anywhere at that point. I was working out, but it wasn't as crazy as it was. Okay, Okay. It wasn't as crazy as it could have been.
0: What did you study? What was your major?
1: Sport communication, telecommunications. Um, And so I actually got my bachelor's of science kinesiology. Um, So I studied a lot of, man, I wish I would have just went there and got psychology, but that's (laughs) another story, but. You know it's funny, class.
0: everyone everyone makes fun of psychology degrees, but I'm like, man, if more people understood psychology, I think there'd be a lot less issues in this. That's world. all I so, do right now. Yeah. Right. Well, any anyone who works with anyone, you're kind of you kinda of have to be a psychologist to some extent because you have to understand other people. And it's like I took a couple of psych classes in college and I was like, those are some of the more useful classes that I took. You know, when I look back and what I use today, I'm like, I don't know why people make fun of psych yeah. majors so much. Yeah. So I
1: I took those classes, but then I graduated at a Internship at Lucasville Stadium as a a, a coordinator for events. Okay. So all the events, whether it was football, whether it was um, the the Future Farmers of America, whether it was Bands of America, where it was all those events, concerts. And so I did that unpaid. Um, I worked at when um, Sun King started. I was intern there. Not, not Sun King. I worked there. I was an intern at um, the newspaper. Um, Indy Star? Nope. Uh, I, I'm like drawing a blank.
0: I'm still um, new to Indy, so That's that's oh, that's what yeah, you're give very you. new to. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but the, yeah, I was a, the newspaper, it okay. was like it's like the underlying okay. um, newspaper. I was an intern there as well. And then Pacers, I was an intern as well there. So I learned a lot. And then going to school for that, my resume was ridiculous and still could not find the job yep. that I wanted. And it was just like, dude, this is not for what me. kind of
0: job were you looking for?
1: I just wanted to work for a sports team. Yeah. Um, I ended up working for a job it was um merchandise apparel for sports um it was main gate and so we would travel i ended up be, being a semi driver um got my cdls i did everything it's crazy. yeah um so i drove to drive the merchandise but we would like go to california arizona all over the nice places but it was mostly for drag when most of their buck was drag racing okay so we would do drag racing events um i would do the management and like the uh, inventory for the stuff and then driving the go-kart and getting into the different stores and
0: so when you're driving around South, were you living down there at that point, or were you still in Indian just driving around California?
1: Oh, we we had to drive to, like to the events. Like so yeah. we would have an event maybe in um Simona okay. in a drag racing. And then when we would get there, we would build the store structures. Okay. okay. We would um, set up the trailers for the stores, and then the stores would be in all different places, like we sold for John Forrest and his Courtney Force and like yeah. all of them. Oh, that's awesome. And so but we would have like 16 hour days, yep. but we would have our time to kind of mingle a little bit and stuff. Um, but I ended up leaving that with my girlfriend at the time, got pregnant with my daughter. And so when I left there, I went back to like working uh, multiple jobs. I was doing forklifting. I had a degree. I'm doing forklifting. I was an I instructional assistant at the school, but I'm like, okay, maybe I need to go to school Yeah. and like be a teacher or something because I want to help kids. Yeah. And that's when it started. And then I ended up getting my teacher's license. So I was... Working at the school, trying to work on my teacher's license at Butler, which I got that. And then I also am working Forklift. It was, and I, I was, at, at one point I was actually coaching too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> coaching football. So,
1: yeah, it was stressful. And what I learned about
0: mindset yeah,
1: was with all of that, I'm going home and I'm arguing every single day with this person I should not be with. Right. So it was just a battle and I was able to get through it. And so when I learned from that, I was like, "Dude, this I can do this. Like, I can do anything." So ended up being a teacher, got a teacher's license, behavioral behavioral consultant, and all of that, and then district behavioral consultant um, for the district. And so it just. Oh, and yeah. everything just started making you, you, sense.
0: Well, you, you you're taking it one step at a time. You're like, all right, here's what I want to do. Here's how I get there next. You know, because it, it's so easy to say, well, here's where I want to be, and I'm way down here. Oh, there's so far for me to go. What's what's the point? But it's like, all right, I, I got to do a step by step. So maybe I'm driving a forklift for a while, and yeah, it sucks. I don't want to drive a forklift, but hey, this is what I have to do. And maybe I have three hours a week to dedicate to you know studying for my teacher's license, or whatever it is. It's like whatever that whatever I have, whatever that free amount of time I have is to to follow my goal. Yeah. I'm, that's what I'm going to do. And and if it takes me five years to do it or whatever, that, that's what it takes. That's all I can yeah. do.
1: And that's the cooler thing. Cause now like with all of that work to really fully know that your purpose now, yeah. it's like, I can't lose yeah. unless I quit. Exactly. Cause like now it's like, right. I am the 100% doing what my yeah. life is meant to do. Yeah. And now I, I don't have to go back to that stuff. Don't worry. It's like, now yeah. it's just like, all I have to do is just yeah. tap into that again, yeah. and just go nuts. But it, with one and the things you like, wake up every day loving and like that, right. that right there. I was like, once that once this thing hits to where it needs to go, it's yeah. it's yeah. over. Oh, that's
0: awesome. You know what yeah. I mean. So, when did you start training people? So two years ago. Okay. Um, I started my business. So so tell me, okay, let, so let's go back. So so you know when you, you're going for your teacher's license and and all that's happening, you're mm-hmm. driving the forklift. So how long ago was that, and kind of what was happening between that and when you started training?
1: I would say around 2013 is okay. when I was doing like the teach, started the teaching, doing a forklift driving, um, and going to school. And then I dropped the forklift driving because I started coaching, so I was okay. coaching and I was teaching and I was going to school. Yeah. And so that's 2013. Became a teacher within months. They wanted me to become a teacher, so I had to get emergency license and stuff like that. And so that's when. What it age died. were you teaching? Um, high school. Okay, it was high school. Was there
0: so, was there a particular subject?
1: Mostly, it was just behavioral. Okay. I was working with kids with emotional disabilities, majority yeah. mild cognitive disabilities, where they just couldn't read, write very yeah. good, like everybody else, and just come slower. Um, I mean, even life skills students, I worked with kids that kind of really um, need help walking, um, going to the restroom um, everything. I mean, wow. and so all the rims. And so that's what I went to school for to get all of the dynamics that I needed. And so I, I was, I was licensed in all those areas. Wow. And so when they saw me working with the most troublesome and hardest kid in the school, that's when it was like, we have to hire you. Yeah. yeah.
0: This guy's, this guy's got, no, got they some were, kind of special was, touch. He, he, he was,
1: he was like scaring the whole school. Yeah. <laughs> it's like giant dude, but I was yeah. able to like
0: were you able to like get through to him? Like, what was your did you have like a strategy?
1: Well, it was the same thing. It yeah. was the same strategy as before. I was yeah. talking about like he was 6'4" probably like 240, but like he, are you in the
0: city? What what part of town are you in?
1: Uh, Pike Township, okay. Okay. like Okay. Where northwest. you grew up? Okay. Yeah. No, it wasn't like in my area. Okay. It's a little nice area. Actually. Okay. Okay. But, um but he was one of those kids where he didn't he didn't know how to contain himself. He would like literally flip in like a, yeah. like, you know, an instant. I mean, his his nails, his knuckles were, like, bitten off. Like, they were, like, the skin was kind of, like, lighter color because yeah. he would chew on them when yeah. he get anxious. Um, but when he would flip, it was, like, who's going to control this yeah, guy? Yeah, the big kid, yeah. And so, me, I've developed a relationship with them first. And so, it was, like, the father figure thing again. Yeah. And so, I don't care how big you are. Like, we're going to do this and we're going to do, like, he was doing terrible in classes. And he had a B in his one class. And I was, like, dude, I'm doing good there. And so, but it was one of those things, again, I literally had to show, as a teacher, you cannot, anything, if you really want, you cannot show fear. Kids will see fear in you, first off. First off, I'm not afraid of a child. But I'm also going to let you know, you're a child. Like, period. And so I got in his face sometimes, like, dude, get it together. Right. And, And he was like, okay, Mr. Jones, okay, 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 okay. And I was like, dude, quit playing. Like, so, and he would get back into, you know, mode. And so... There was a particular time where he literally lost it in the classroom because there was a teacher that was like upset with what he said to him and they took it to heart. And I was like, hey, it's fine. Don't worry yeah. about it. Just just back up. Like, he's fine. I got him. I got him. And so they kept like, like, it's a kid. It's like, right. it's just kept doing it. it was just like, relax. Yeah. And so he had a book, got up so fast and just completely just smacked the teacher across the <sighs> face. And the teacher's mad. And I was like, you need to back up. Like, you know, and so I grabbed him and was like, stop. And so he he walked, the teacher walked up like he was going to just fight the kid. And I was like, yeah. no. like. And so he almost choked the guy out. The kid did. And I was able to contain him. I got, got him against the wall. Got really into his face, looked him in his eyes and like, dude, stop. Like I went off and um, had to clear the room and everything, all the kids and stuff. And then he looked at me and he clicked into a mode and was like, I'm okay, Mr. Jones. <laughs> he <laughs> wow. smiled. And I was wow. like there is a need yeah. out here. Yeah. There is no way you flip over that easy. Yeah. Like, that, like you know, like he's smiling. He's like, I'm fine, Mr. Jones." Oh, that freaks me like, out. Wow.
0: Yeah. But I'll
1: just, yeah, most people would just yeah. like, no. Yeah. But me, I was just like, no, I, I got to help. Wow. I got to help. But yeah, he had a lot of trauma growing up, so.
0: Of course. So was he, do you know how he's, how he's doing now? Was he able to work through I, that stuff? I don't know.
1: Yeah. I, I'm, I'm. Hoping he's good because yeah. I was fearful of him like walking around the street. Yeah, of course. A, a officer, on something. Yeah. I mean, they're thinking that's a grown man. Yeah. You know? And that's so true. I used to yeah. tell I and I was very real. I'm very real with people now. I was yeah. very real with the kids there. I said, hey, listen, I'm just gonna be really honest with you. You do this out in the street and you respond to a cop like that, they're not handcuffing you. Yeah. They're gonna respond. Yeah. Like you're gonna be taken down. Yeah. And there's no Getting back
0: up, yeah. <laughs> you know? and that's and that's again, it's like that, that's something that people aren't going to say, but people need to hear whether that's right or wrong. It's like this is just the reality of what's going to happen to yeah. you, and you just you need to understand that and and yeah. act accordingly. Definitely, and it's yeah, people, man, that's tough. That's a tough situation. <laughs> <It> has <laughs> so, to be. So yeah. how long? How long were you? doing that work and then you know kind of when did you were you still working out then were you still thinking about training then what was what was the plan then There was
1: no plan of training at yeah. that point. That's crazy. Okay. I was there okay. for 7 years. Um seven at the years. end of it um, I wanted out. Yeah. And so I realized it was so, okay so let's let's back up a little bit. So while I was working there in my last year I moved out my daughter's moms I got two roommates over in Fishers over here and um basically got introduced to entrepreneurs. Okay. And I found out how much people make working for themselves a month. And I said, I cannot unsee that. Yeah. I can't unsee this. I can't do this no more. Yeah. I said, I can't do this no more. And so the moment I started looking into, what could I do? Listen, it was crazy. I said, what could I do though? Every day and I could love doing every day. Yeah. Could not click. For some dumb reason, I'll do something every single day. I couldn't figure out what I could do every single day. Oh, you do it every day. Go train people. Yeah. You train yourself. People ask you over and over. You don't. It doesn't click that they're asking you for help. That's what you need to do. Yeah. And so it hit me. And so I needed to find a backup plan. And it's like, okay, now I can do this agency work where family visitations from um, third party for DCS and okay. monitor people that lost their kids. And so I can have that buffer while I figure it out. And so as it grew, I said, I can leave now. So I left the school. Wow. And, um, recently just left that so now I am completely Oh, that's like awesome. Indulged in when I was. Yeah. And I have no
0: fear when I'm. Doing oh, that's that. awesome. It is, amazing. It, is, it is amazing when you kind of realize we, we, it is like this whole world when you meet entrepreneurs, you meet people who have their own business, and you, you'll meet a guy and he's like, Yeah, I, I run a gravel business and I make 500 grand a year. And you're like, What? Just selling gravel? And and it is, it's there's a million people, there's millions of people out there like that who just they have their small business, they have their little niche, and they're providing something valuable. And there's no, like you said, there's no limit. Whereas, you know, if you're working at a school, you're working for any employer, there's a limit to what you can make. There's usually some sort of scale, but you start your own business. Your limit yeah. is how much am I willing to work and how much value can I provide someone else? So, right. so, what was when you said, Oh, I started meeting entrepreneurs? Like, were you, was that something that you explicitly tried to do? You're like, Okay, I, I know I don't want to be at the school. I know I want to do something else. Can I, can, let me just, just start talking to people and just seeing what's out there? Like, what was that process? <clears throat>
1: so, the first thing was my of my roommates. He actually, was a, a teacher, not a teacher, but he was an I instructional assistant, but he coached with me at Pike. And so he became one of my roommates. And so when I realized he was I know he was doing insurance and he was doing insurance um pretty well and he had broke a record and things like that. And so he had stopped doing it because he wanted to do something more of what he loved. He worked he had was a player for Purdue back in okay. the day, uh, football player. And he wanted to do more of what he loved for helping Kids that basically, you know, lost their way of after not getting going to the NFL and now they're lost. His is a whole nother story too. Yeah. But um, he was showing me like the checks he was getting when he did do insurance. And then that was the startup. And then I was meeting people, other people around the city that was doing other things and entrepreneur stuff. And what it came to was just like, do you have the boss to do it too? Yeah. And I was meeting these people. I'm just like, they don't have anything special that I don't. Yeah. Um, and the more and more I met more and more people, I was like, no, like you have to, like you have to, and I, it, I just haven't looked back. But it started with my roommate, Um, and he's he's pretty he's pretty hardcore on that kind
0: of stuff too. So, so how'd you go about starting? Like, how'd you find your first client? What was that that first leap that you made? So
1: I was having people come up to me constantly in the gym. Hey, man, how you get your
0: shoulders look like that? How you get? Yeah. You know, and so it's basically what I did. <laughs> yeah, I think you were taking a selfie. I was like, let me get out of the way. I don't want to ruin this for I was you. Saying, no,
1: Um, so it started with the thought, you know, I had the vision, the vision hit me and I was just like, all right. So it started with the vision and then I was like, all right. So I'm one of those people where I don't go into anything like just random. So I was like, okay, so what would it take to be a trainer? So I worked on my LLC. I was doing, I started this little thing where I was going to talk to kids. So I made a release form for them to like get a workout after I speak. Oh, cool. Um, I sent it to a lawyer that was really close yeah. um, to me. I met at the gym at LA Fitness at the time. And then I made my form for client agreement. And then I made, I started my fit, like my, um my I did my own website. Um, I did my own cards. I did my own LLC. I did all of this stuff. And I said, I have to have it done by December, 2019. And on December the 31st, um my LLC stuff came, my website was done, my cars was already ready to be delivered, everything was done. And so I was like, I'm going into it like that. And so at that time I had like one or two clients online okay. that I wasn't training in person. <coughs> I swear no coup it. But um, so I was just helping them. And um that's when it kind of grew. Uh um, one of the particular like, well, I think two of them were officers. Um, actually one is still an officer, one actually passed. Um, she actually was a murderer, uh oh, wow. about a year and a, almost two years now. On the um, job? A, yeah, on the job. Um, it was actually my roommate's uh, kid's mom. Wow. So Sorry. Um, she was one of my first clients. Wow. Yeah. And um, it grew from there. And I continued to just train. Um, and I started training in person once I found a space to train in.
0: Okay. Okay. And
1: from that, as soon as I got that space, I was like, it's, it's go time. Yeah.
0: Time. Just time and just you've been growing from there
1: been growing from there and I,
0: I love that you have people you had kids doing workouts with you after your talks I, that was the plan yeah one of my one of my favorite guys i follow his name is jocko and he's a former navy seal i don't know if you're, you've, you've heard his name before but he does like leadership training and i went to one of his leadership training events and it was actually we went to to gettysburg so we're kind of going through the, the battle of gettysburg and, and he's giving you leadership advice and comparing it and relating it to the battle but before that was like a, a three-day event and every morning at 4 a.m. because this is what he he always posts on Instagram. He'll post a picture of his watch and it says 4 a.m. and he always mm. does 4 a.m. workouts. And so when he does these events, he'll get everyone at the event to get up at 4 a.m. and do this workout before the event. And it's always it's always a fun thing. because you're like you're there for the leadership training, but doing the workouts like it's everyone wants to do it. It's a part of yeah. it because that's what he's known for, and it, it kind of builds that camaraderie, that mental health. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it, what we we're saying earlier builds that mental physical connection. Mm-hmm. So that's I love that you're doing that. That's yeah. that's really cool. It's so, it's so fun. <laughs> so are you still doing that? Are you still you said you're still doing public speaking? So I
1: literally pushed that to the side. Okay. The kiss thing. But man, this is a whole nother level. Um, yeah. so then I had met one of my my goddess, my best friend now. And he's a Puerto Rican, Salvadorian. And so when I met he came up to me in the gym, same, same like you did. And he was just, I'm like, man, your physique, whatever, whatever, how are you, whatever. And so since then, we've been like around each other, talking to each other every single day. And I end up going to his church and still to this day, I have not stopped going to a church. I can't yeah. break it. They speak Spanish and they translate and I still cannot. The spirit is unbelievable. Anymore. Yeah. And so since then, I got my first public speaking gig and um, that's actually coming up in November. Okay. And so I'm um, getting everything set up with the videographers and things like that. and. Basically, I was just and another thing. It was I was just told that was kind of my calling to do yeah. and more and more. I was like talking to people it was, like, man, because I was like putting it. I don't know why I was just putting it because um, we had to talk and we was like, oh, we should do this. We should do that. And so I started putting hashtag public speaker with all my yeah. stuff. And every single post I kept doing. it, I kept doing yeah. it. And then before you know it, when I came and sat down and talked to the church, they was like, hey, um, so this is his. They say, can we meet with you after church with all the pastors and stuff? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they introduced me. See, this is Moises' friend. This is the guy that's been helping him become a better person. I'm like, okay, that's that's cool. You know, I didn't, yeah. I didn't know he you were before. You but great, I'm helping you. <laughs> that's and awesome. so then they introduced us. like, yeah, they're, they're thinking about doing some stuff and helping out the church. Um, I think Des is a public speaker. And so he could, and I'm just like. Sure. I'm a public speaker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Since then is not, it's been. Yeah, I, I love it. Fake it till you every, make it, yeah. right? and so now. That's what it is. I talked to this mentor. Um, he actually came out to teachers. He goes around the country to teach, to like te- talk to teachers about how to better handle kids. Yeah. And I first heard him talk. I was like, What? You get paid for this? Yeah. He had $12,000 just to yeah. sit down. So, of course, he's not doing it for that, but yeah. same time. It's right? nice. Yeah. So I reached out to him. He was like, This is what you need to be doing. Yeah. And so he's like, I've been doing this for 30 years. I'm on my way out. And I think this is. You like I he could reach me out, reach me yeah. as much as you can. Um, I'm willing to help. You know, he lives in Atlanta now, but he lived and grew up um in this area where my dad I used to call him, I used to call him sperm donor. I just got in touch with him last year oh, for wow. the first time. And um I thought he was related to my father. So I had that's the first <laughs> reason why I've reached out. Yeah. Same last name, same look, every same neighborhood. I was like, dude, something's not right. Yeah. So that's when I reached out to him and then it became like a mentorship for public speaking.
0: Yeah. And now it's like, yeah. That's incredible. Well, and that's that, that's how it all starts. I mean, that's when I started doing this podcast, I was like, I want to talk to people and I don't really know how to do it, but I, I like podcasts and I'll just, I'll figure out as I do it. Yeah. And, and then I have people who say, Oh, you have a podcast you know, I'd, I'd love to do it. Yeah. And that, that's how, I, you know, I, and I get some of these people who want to talk to me. I'm like, I, I can't believe people want to talk to me. It, yeah. It's insane, but it's just. You start somewhere and and you you build from there. Your questions are amazing. Too. Oh, I appreciate you, do, no, you do a great. No, job. you're you are you are great, man. I knew as soon as I met you, I was like, I gotta I gotta talk to this guy. I know this guy's got some interesting stories. What was it like when you met your dad?
1: So I met I was around him until like I was six. Oh, okay. Um, and he kind of cut out. I didn't hear from him basically until I was thirty four. I some random thing. I was getting everything together in my life. I was figuring out my purpose and stuff. I was like, let's try to find him. Like let's just you know. And so I reached out and found him. And something told me it was like this was like twelve in the morning. And um, I called, and it was. I think I was like, hello. He's like, hello. I was like, hey, how's it going? I was like, this
0: is him. Yeah.
1: And so he answers. I was like, hey, this is. Like, like, I was like, yes. And he was didn't know how to feel because he knew yeah. he had like right he you felt know guilty. what I mean yeah and so I made sure to make like hey don't worry about it yeah. like the like I have a whole daughter you have a granddaughter at the end of the day I don't think we should leave this earth without like getting some kind of you know closure I could clearly be angry about every single thing but what will that do yeah. right and so I was able to just be like dude like this is needs to happen um, let's get a relationship, whatever whatever way we can, um, no hard feelings. And it kind of like immediately just calmed. Yeah. And so then after that, he just would text me here and there and stuff like that. But it was just like, that's kind of cool. You know what I mean? Cause I was just, I'm not one of those to hold grudges. Yeah. Um, on anything it's like life's too short. I'm not, it's too much negative energy and I'm big on
0: energy. Right. Well, and like you said, it's like, yeah, you're presented this scenario and you can respond one way or another way. And one way, it's going to be positive. One way is going to be negative. And which which one which road are you going to take? You might right. as well take the positive road, and might might as well say I'm I'm not going to hold a grudge because what that doesn't benefit me. Yes. So, yeah, I, it would be nice if he was in my life, but he wasn't. And right. this now now we are where we are, and now I can just approach it given exactly. where we are, and and I have to make the most of it. Yeah, well, that's sure. awesome. When you say people come up to you in the gym, what percentage of people are male versus female? Is it all dudes that come up to you? It's all dudes. <laughs> <Is> it, yeah. <laughs> it's all dudes. Um, I see. When I like when I started working out, I'll, you know, you think like, okay, this is gonna help me get girls, and I'm like, no, it's just, I only it's only dudes that talk to me at the gym. But I so. will say though,
1: this is what I noticed: guy or girl. Yeah. Just, um What I did notice in the gym, because I would be so tunnel vision. And I probably look pretty crazy sometime yeah. when I'm so focused. And so when I first moved out here to Fishers and I had went to the L.A. fitness. And so, again, I went in there's new environment. I would just went so focused. Yeah. And so at the beginning, they just knew it was just this little guy that was massive that would just constantly just be lifting. And then the moment people started feeling comfortable to talk to me and then I would talk and they would just be like, <laughs> Whoa, this did not expect this to come out of his mouth. Yeah. Like this is the nice one of the nice dudes ever. Yeah. And like, and it grew. And then it was like one of those things for the women, it took them to recognize like he's not a monster. Right. He's the nice dude. right and so then they became, you know, what I mean, open yeah. to have conversations and like that. And so that's what I recognized. It's like one of those things where I was like, Dash, you just you, need you to open, the door. open a little bit more yeah. like I get that you came here to work out, bro. But you got to network, you got to talk, you know what I mean? And so they have to see this personality right. like, that other people see. They don't know that. Yeah. And so when they saw that and it was just like people just completely just be like, come on, yeah. come on. Like, let's bring that. Like, it was like people, people want that
0: positive energy. Yeah. They want to be
1: surrounded by it. so when I recognized it, I am yeah. like,
0: hold up. like Why am I keeping this bottle yeah. in? Like,
1: so well,
0: that's, awesome. that's what happened. That's awesome. Yeah. So what's the future? What are, you, what are you planning to do moving forward from here?
1: Yeah. <sighs> so the online business is going to grow big time.
0: Online coaching and training. Online Sorry, coaching. are you? Do you create training plans? Is that basically? Yeah. you Tell people, hey, do this today. Do this tomorrow. I done
1: training plans. Well, so people in person, yeah. either if you're in person or not in person, you're getting a training plan. Yeah. For three months. I don't do less than three months. Um, you do one month with a person. They may get. A, they may get some kind of lost lost weight, gain muscle, whatever they went for. But if they get a choice to choose a month to take off, they. Maybe like, oh, I might come back next month. And yeah. then they come back after taking that month off. What happens is they lost, they they yeah. waste their money. They lost their habits and they feel like they didn't work. when really it did. Yeah. But if you get a person for three months, they create a habit. It's like 90 days to create yeah. a habit. So if you're doing something for about 90 days, you literally got to the point where you're just like, oh, I can do this. Yeah. But you have to stick it for at least three months. Yeah. So I know that. And so I'm going to bust your ass for three months. You're going to follow that. We're going to track your macros. It's going to be changed every month. We're going to do your fitness plan. That's going to be changed every month. We're going to progress you on everything. As you lose the weight, you're going to get excited. Yep. Also, you're learning how to do this shit by yourself. Yep. And so, of course, it's great to have people forever to continue to pay you, but I wanted you to progress into another being. And so the online is the big piece, too. And so being able to – my why is freedom and being able to develop something for my daughter. But the freedom of being able to go where I want and sit on the beach and sit and plan—that that is the key. Yeah. And so that is big. Um, And then the public speaking, going state to state, speaking, motivating people. You're talking
0: about kind of the same stuff we've talked about today, that sort of thing.
1: Same thing. And so that those two things, I feel fully fulfilled in life. I can't. I have to fully fulfill those. And so I look at like death as in like I'm not fearful of it, but I'm fearful if I leave here not having those fully fulfilled. Yeah. And so those have to be full throttled. Like and so I can leave a legacy for my daughter and whatever. And so I do that for her. I do that for me feeling comfortable. Like man, I'm reaching out. I'm doing God's work, and so that makes me feel good every single morning. I'm doing that. I don't like. And as long as I'm doing that and I'm giving all I got, it's gonna work out. Yeah.
0: So that's awesome. Well, Des Jones, where can people find you online if they want to sign up? They should sign up for your training, man. This guy. If you're only listening, I mean, if you want to look. Good at all. You want to follow this guy. I mean, he's he's incredible. Obviously, he's a positive energy. Des where can people find you
1: Desfitclub.com. You can meet me at des dot at gmail as well, or just desmond Jones on Facebook. Um, you can reach me, you can get consultations online at desfitclub.com as well. Um, that actually routes you to everything you need to do and there in terms of what you want and what you need um so yeah i mean it's very navigational with the website so um i have a buddy of mine actually kind of he's a marketing beast so he's kind of helping me with that as well so um yeah just reach me and um we're up north and we're training people as well in person um but if you busy and you don't have a lot of time we can take care of you from a distance as well so i love what i do i mean you you're reaching me in terms of um, for getting everything you need. I don't have like a limit to what I want to give my clients. Whatever it takes for you to get your goal, I want to do it. You know, so I have a list of things I give my clients. It's like, hey, I tell every single client, if you need some, me to talk to you about something going on in your life, good. If we didn't talk about having a particular grocery list, we can make like, oh, I need this because I'm struck. I'll send you a grocery list. I just want to make sure I. My end result is that I gave everything I could to get you there yeah. because not only am I helping you, I'm helping me because that's testimonial. So yeah. let's just be real.
0: I love it, brother. Hey, I could talk to you all day, but I'll let you go. I appreciate yeah, yeah. you helping me break in the new studio. This has been awesome, man. For we'll sure. to do it again sometime. Thank you.
1: All right.